All right, here we go. Good afternoon, everyone. Wow, it is, forgive me for my jacket, it's cold. I should've worn a hat too. It's cold out here in SoCal. But I'm at the beautiful facility here in the place where I love to be, which is the garage area at uh, McKenna Porsche in Norwalk. So thank you so much, Mel and team here, Danny, Horton, all the rest of them at McKenna for allowing me this wonderful opportunity. Hello, Izzy Still Design. Tony Montana, 1483, good afternoon. Uncle Fred, hello, how are you, sir? Izzy, hello, I'm, I'm good. Is 30 in Connecticut? It was 30 this weekend. Actually, I was in the mountains. It was about 33 in the mountains here in SoCal, and today's like in the upper 40s, which is interesting. I know, right? AJ, AJ, I miss you. I used to see you, I used to see you so much. Now I barely see you. <laughs> hello. Kemper, good seeing you, blessings to you as well. Hello, Kevin. See, Kevin, I'm on time. I made it on time, right? Which is pretty cool. Thank you so much, Olaf, says incredible SEMA work. Mumu, hi, how are you? Greetings, DJ Armorov. My team took care of you yesterday, I'm so proud. Yeah, you do need to move to Cali, it's beautiful. You know the great thing about Southern California? I live in Hacienda Heights, which is uh, a few miles east of Pasadena. And I am an hour away from the beach, an hour away from the snow, an hour away from the desert. It's amazing. See you Thursday, DJ. I'll be able to flash you and have some fun. Sounds good. Campfiresta, good seeing you. You changed your IG name. I see that, Dan. Cool name indeed. <laughs> Dan James, I like it. Oh, okay, cool. Sounds good. I look forward to seeing you, AJ. We have so much, so much has been going on, AJ. We have a lot to catch up on. And for those of you on YouTube, thank you so much for joining me in this archive moment. And for those of you listening to me on the podcast, I appreciate your, you know, taking this journey with me. The fact that you get to listen when we are uh, walking our dogs or working out in the gym or using Lou or doing something. <laughs> it's great, you know. It's a great meeting you at SEMA as well, sir. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, Kali is nice. Jabber Photography is a pleasure indeed. Um, Want to see the wagon around SoCal? It's so clean. Thank you so much, Jai. Jai Anx. G-Y-A-N-X. I think it's like a G-N-X. Anyway, the SEMA Madness is starting to come down. I'm catching up a little bit, little by little. There's still a lot going on. I even have a car in the diner right now as you speak. And um, yeah, Kevin has some work to do as well. And he'll be joining me soon to play with the wagon. We're hoping to get his stuff going so we all can go have some fun at the track. But it's been raining recently here too, so... Last week, Thursday, it rained, even though it's Thanksgiving. And then this week, Thursday, I think it's going to rain again. Man, we get a lot of rain. And then we have the Purist event on Sunday at the uh, Industry Center, which is pretty good. What do I think of the EV Porsche? We worked his asking, which is the Taycan. I, I love it. From the 800 volt system, which allows for much quicker charging and a lot of energy output, to the beauty and its Porsche really doing what they do best, which is engineering wonderful cars that perform extremely well from factory. They leave some on the table, but um, on the same token, there's a great opportunity there as well. I love it. Has that um, Panamera look to it, which is pretty cool. And I can't wait to get my hands on one. I really can't. I'm really excited about that. Hello, Fox Design. Good seeing you. Good afternoon. The new 2020 Mustang SUV. I think they call that the, not the E-Mustang, they call it E something, something E. Mac E, Mac E, that's it. I'm telling you, Giant it looks better in person than on photos. It's a beautiful car, it really is. 
and has that Mustang heritage. I kind of get what Ford was trying to do, but it's beautiful. Um, I saw the LA Auto Show and I gave some tickets away for that not too long ago. And it was on display front and center in Ford's booth. That thing was pretty bad in a good way. And um, the fact that Ford is stepping to the plate really hardcore, I find that very appealing. This is the future. I've been bitten by the bug, guys. I was the same one. I'm telling you, I mean this. I was the same guy who said, EV cars have no soul, they don't have any sound, it's rubbish, I would never switch over. And then I got a little bit of nudge from American Honda with the CRZ and the EV set up there that combined as an integrated motor assist with a petrol engine and that kind of got me a little excited and then I had the opportunity to play around with the uh, recent NSX via Acura. That really got me excited, especially after racing that and the EV kicking in off the line. Then I had the opportunity, my good friend David brought over a Tesla to the office, gave me a ride, and it was over. Then I saw Michael from EV West do a crazy burnout at the burn yard at Honigan. I'm like, that's it, I need to play around with this. And then we put our own together, and I drove mine for the first time, and that was it. Over. I'm telling you guys, this is coming from a proper petrol head. I've been playing with petrol engines since I was a teenager. Till today, I've put, majority of my life has been with internal combustion engines, and I'm telling you guys, there's nothing like the torque of an EV setup, especially if you have a proper controller that allows you to explore it and, 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 and just have a lot of fun with it. It's, I, call me crazy, but I don't miss the sound. I really don't, it's pretty crazy, you know? So Kevin still is still waiting on inside. Yeah, you have to wait. Um, our friends from uh, Hoonigan are supposed to cover it, but we haven't put dates together. So once we put dates together, we will see the entire, um, We'll have the opportunity to see the entire build from beginning to section to track, you know? Yeah, bring your innovation indeed. F1 hybrid, says Camp. Change his mind about EV? Yes, but I'm telling you, you drive it, it is amazing. It's ridiculous, you know? I think I missed what you just said, Smirk Turbo. Let's see if I can find it. I'm gonna go down the comments here and see if I can find what you said before. Um, I don't see what you said, but I'm gonna answer a question here that Danger Doyle asked. My thoughts on the Cybertruck, I think it's cool. It's either that Elon and his team are geniuses or they're absolutely mod. The car design looks unlike anything else I've ever done, but I think it's the most amazing piece of marketing I've seen in the most recent years. I mean, the car looks extremely angular, unlike anything else on the market, and everyone's losing their mind. And look at us, we're talking about it today. So if that is the future of design and the future of things to come, Sign me up. I want to be able to drive that thing and, and give a proper impression. I really would. F80M3 Sinbad is asking, where's the CRX? Well, you may have seen this a couple of Tech Tuesdays before. I talked about the Rex and how it sat in my garage for many years. It was a car that made me extremely popular. and I loved it very much. However, it was collecting dust in my garage at home. So my electricians, I mean, it was uh, the twins, um, Edgar and Eric, they said, hey, BC, we'll bring this car back to the 1320 where it belongs. And it's been a couple of years now that they haven't done it. I actually sold it to them for, a, for little or nothing, and it hasn't come back. Let me know if I should grab it back and build it again. That would be pretty cool, right? Um, let's see. Hello from Fort Lauderdale, says JJ. What manufacturer would you love to partner with? Hmm. You know what? Wow, that's one. I have not done anything. What would be a good one? BMW I've not played with. I haven't fully immersed myself with Acura yet, even though we've done some things together. 
But let's talk about one I've never touched before that I like to play with. Um, I like to get closer with Mazda. You know what? Mercedes Benz. Never done anything with them. It's one ma manufacturer I've never done anything with, so I wouldn't mind partnering with Mercedes Benz. That's a good one. Um, how far out is hydrogen? Do you think with EV behind or surge ahead? So hydrogen is quite a far back, you know. You know what, Fox is that you're very clever because you know something a lot of people don't know about my interaction with a particular OEM and hydrogen. The filling stations are not very plentiful, so that's a challenge. Above and beyond that, the technology is something that people are still afraid of. Maybe it's from the Hindenburg years ago, I don't know, but it's nothing to be afraid of, but on a performance standpoint, they are not very fast cars. <laughs> so um, it's behind EV. OEMs are investing heavily into EV technology. I don't see in the next at least half a decade hydrogen catching up unless something really bad, bad, bad happens in the EV world. New Porsche EV, asked Chris. Yeah, I just talked about that. The take on, I love it. And then we built our own performance one. Hello, Club Beats 500 RPMs. Good seeing you. Greetings, says Garcia. Do you know if American Honda is doing something for the 20th anniversary of the S2000 in the USA? Hope you have a good day, man. No, I don't. But I know the person to ask. Hit me up on a DM. I reached to my friend Charles Schneeper, who is really involved. He's really, when you think of Honda brand, he is a Honda brand manager. And I'll ask him if something exciting is coming up. Hit me up, okay? Is that a GT3 in the back? No, it's a standard Carrera. Standard Carrera. Um, maybe we should do my 904 EV. Ricky, that would be a good idea. I guess you not. So for okay. your setup, right. there are two things you can do. You can retain, leave your gearbox as is in the same location and use one of those uh, AC engines with adapter plate or AC motors with adapter plate and connect to that. Or if you don't mind a little bit of surgery, there are some integrated, which I love a lot, I love the efficiency of these, an integrated motor, inverter, and transaxle assembly that you just put in the rear. It require a little bit of fabrication. Of course, the gas tank will go away and that'll be the, the cat's meow. You have the whole front of the car to have a lot of fun with the batteries and all that fun stuff, eh? Batteries and BMS systems and controllers and all that good stuff, you know? Camp Freer, I may just do that. No, Insight, then Wagon, then CRX. Well, I think the Wagon is first, because that's already together, right, Kevin? Uh, Marvin already finished the hood latch, so now I don't have to be afraid of driving and the hood popping up. And then Insight, then I'll talk to CRX. They may not, they may not even want to sell it back to me. Then what, you know? Hello, Club 55, RX-7s, that'd be cool. Sex giveaway, that's not a bad idea. It really isn't, it really, really isn't. Did you ever find an LSD for the Honda CRV elementary run? Yes, so N. Nikurasu is asking about that. Yes, Quaif, the design is done. And what I did was I, allowed, I, I gave them advice to use a larger input shaft, because it's really, really small, man. The hole for the input, or output in this case, is really small, smaller than a CRX. So without changing bearing sizes or doing something crazy with seals, you can go up to a D-series size axle spline and it'll fit in properly. So let me write to them. I've been looking for an excuse to reach out to the UK. Let me call them or write to them and ask them where they are with that and see what we can do, okay? How does that sound? I am here to help. Oi, it is going great. I'm here at McKenna Porsche. These guys are my support. I love these guys. They're so good to us. I get all my parts from here as well. I come here on a monthly basis and I'm in their repair bay. A lot, a lot of the tech guys are at lunch. So that's why I'm here a bit solo, but there's some activity going in front of me. And you may see guys going in and, in and out and there's security guy there. Anyway, yeah. 
Oh yeah, so yeah, I'm here at McKenna. It's, it's in the city of Norwalk. Very busy, right off the freeway. It's near the junction of uh, the 605 and the 5 freeway. And the parts manager is Mel Mayuga, great guy. And the owner, very great advocate of ours, is Danny McKenna, which is pretty good. No, it's not my shop. I'm here at McKenna at a dealership in Norwalk, you know? Where's the judge wig? You know what, Garcia? I need it now, because that's cold. <laughs> it's actually, I think it's in the, it's in the 40s today, yeah, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, it could work in your, absolutely black, could work in your 904 as well. Thoughts on a 1.0 liter EcoBoost sleeper build? That is really tough to do with a three cylinder. Um, great for efficiency, not the best for power and speed, unless you made it with something, hint, hint. Motor based, <laughs> and then that could give it a little bit more. Um, but that could be pretty cool, you know? Any Subarus in any future builds? Not in the short term, because I don't have a relationship with Subaru. So, um, hello Chris, sir. As um, I've mentioned many times in our interaction, it makes things much easier for me when I do have a partnership with an OEM because they help with some of the resources and opportunities and it, it, it makes it much easier for us to build a current crazy build and then also a retro build infused with some modern technology, which I love to do. I really love the beauty of old cars. You, know, you look at my arsenal, I have older wagons, EEs, I have older Porsche G-bodies, I think the oldest car I have is a 67 912. <coughs> Excuse me. I have a lot of older projects, which is pretty cool, but I'm not a fan of old technology. I'm a fan of newer technology. So you see me do things with like modern fuel injection and forward thinking engine control units, and even now using electric motors and lithium ion batteries. See you soon, sir. <laughs> Shop tour. We can probably do that. Um, so when I'm done, I'll come back in and see if we can walk around and see what kind of cool cars are here, which is pretty nice. There was a time I was here, which was a treat. There was a 917 over there, which is pretty cool, you know? And uh, 918, sorry, I'm nice. 917 is the old school one, but 918. And it was in partial dismantle, which is amazing, you know? Can you borrow a J-Series into a CRZ? Absolutely you can. Matter of fact, I'm, I have a bar appointment, um, not this past week, but next week, Monday. And guess what I'm borrowing? My EV car. <laughs> Hello, Blark7. Blark. Blark. There you are. Good seeing you. I'm in the process of a 2ZZ. I like those engines. Turbo build. But the only ECU most have ran is an Apex Power FC. Any tips on the ECU? So FXC Power FC is really old school. Has very limited IOs and limited capabilities. The 2ZZ, or GE, that I was involved with, was years ago with Team Scion, and they use an AEM unit. So, that being said, reach out to the team at AEM. They use a Series 2 in that car. I'm sure you'd be capable with the current setup to use a... I think Steph has used that too. Infinity should be pretty good. But yeah, I'm not a fan of the Far FC, just because it's too limited. Hello, illustrious auto styling. For those of you who don't know Misa and his group, those guys are the ones who did a smashing job on our SEMA projects from the Veloster N, that we had a Hyundai's booth, to the Porsche that we had in the AM booth, to even doing the entire livery on the K3V, on our EV Porsche 935. Very talented guys. Misa, let me know when you come over. I have some things to talk to you about. You're a great guy. Vape says, hey, BC, hope things are well, and your Thanksgiving was awesome. It was, I was working, dining, working, flashing. But you know what? 
there's a very popular saying, if you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. And it's true. I really love what I do, so it doesn't feel like work. When I go to the office, it's like my home away from home. I, I really love it, you know? And that's what we all should aspire to do. Don't you, I mean, I know people who are even extremely wealthy, but are miserable because they hate what they do. I know so many people who work nine to five and they hate what they do. When I worked in a certain sales sector, I hated it as well. But look at me today. Did my stint in pharmaceutical research and the research pharmaceutical sector, and now I'm doing things about automotive and things I love. And that's why I enjoy it. I'm very passionate about the things I do. And this new world, this new world of tuning that AEM just joined in, I should go see them today. The EV world is amazing. I'm so excited about it, you know? Do I plan on doing anything with the second gen redesign? No, I don't, not yet. But we're in talks with Honda, so maybe we'll do something next year. You never know. But I guarantee you I will make it known when we do partner on something, you know? Are you familiar with the old 86, 911 shift knobs and how they attach? Note that the shift rod is just smooth. Yes, I do. So what most aftermarket guys do is they actually put like a, um, how should I say, uh, what's the proper term for that? Um, like an indent in the rod. I think we talked about that a little bit. And they have an indent screw. That's what everyone does. So even that one we had an AM's boot that you saw me with, same thing. That has a Momo shift knob, it has a threaded hole on the knob, and an indent screw. That's what most people do. <clears throat> on some projects where we've had a 917 old school wooden looking knob, we've actually had it in a slight interference fit with some adhesive. And that's how we kept it on, kept it in there. Can you go live from bar? Now that's a good idea, Oriota. That's a smashing idea. That I will do. Even if they don't allow me, I'll try and do it. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. Being there, Owen does closing next. Irwindale is closing next year. What is the world coming to? You know how many tracks I've seen closed since I've been to the United States? It's really sad. I saw Palmdale close out. Before that, I saw Terminal Island. Yes, in Long Beach, we had a racetrack there closed down. I saw the Pomona closed down to the public when it used to be a regular track to go to do test and tune. I saw Carlsbad, one of my most favorite tracks and where I spent the most time racing, closed down. It's really tough in Southern California. I didn't know that Oriental was closing down. It closed down before and it's closing again. That's really sad. I didn't know that. I mean, actually, you're bumming me out here. And I like to stay really happy. That's really sad, you know? Working on 91 Golf, I have money for a two-rotor instead of boosting my OEM. <laughs> you should do it. I'm a, do it. Go, you know, do what makes you happy. Gen X, I'm telling you, was it a 12A, 13B? Do it. Make a adapter plate, or just go go just bananas with the entire drivetrain, you know? I want to put a Dodge Charger engine in Dodge Caravan. Very well. Needs a little bit of surgery, but it can be done. Street Racer Jones, good afternoon. Hello, Sam. Sam, we need to talk in a good way. So I'm going to call you later on today. Yeah, we definitely need to talk. There's some exciting things I want to talk to you about. Thank you so much, Lisa. I really like your minivan. That's the part. Thank you so much. Just enjoy that, this-ish. Appreciate the kind words. It's a fun, fun project indeed. Hello. Have I driven to take on yet? Not yet. So many people. Thank you, Kevin. Set screw. Thank you. That's exactly what it is. Have I driven to take on yet? No, I have not. Um, I've not had the pleasure or honor of yet. But when I do, I'm actually afraid to drive it because I may fall in love and kill myself to buy one. Um, can you put a Dodge SRT in a Dodge Caravan? Yes, you can. I can. With some surgery, it can be done. Can I intern at your shop, please, I'm local? Yes, you may. Send me a resume to lab at bcmoto, L-A-B at bcmoto.com. And if you have what it takes, 
We'll have some fun. We have a lot of work to do too. Would I tune an RS3? Yes, I would. Absolutely. Especially nowadays. I'd be more than honored to flash an RS3 if you have one. By all means. Hello, that's the Arts guy. Good seeing you. Any motorcycle builds in the future? Nope. I'm a four-wheel guy. Terrified of two wheels. Not, nope, 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 nope. I'm going crazy enough for four wheels, so forgive me. Hello, Alex HKS. Hello, Ditchfit Moves. Needs that launch control coding. So I spoke to James. I don't have the access or capability of doing the Ditchfit Moves. You have to kind of beg him to do it. I don't have that capability. His coding structure is way different from what I'm accustomed to. I don't have access to that. Again, on the three-point, on the three-cylinder 1.0 EcoBoosts, how far do you think you could push one if you were to build one? Didn't have any build limitations other than engine displacement? I don't know. So here's the thing: whenever I have an engine that's new to me, I have to re really study the structure of the engine, the opportunity of the engine, and do some serious failure analysis. So. And that even starts with the head, because you know the cylinder head has the highest potential for power. Flow is everything. Structure is even more important. So I'd have to have that engine in front of me. To guess what I can do is not possible. Now, let's say if we're to use a hypothesis that it is similar in nomenclature or structure to, let's say, a D-series. In natural aspirator form, since we're able to do close to 200 and, what do we do back then? Uh, 238 to the wheels that means it's possible I mean if you really think about it we can do about 170 on that on three cylinders very possible if it's boosted a lot more so it depends but the structure is important how strong are the girdles how strong is the crankshaft how robust is the webbing on the outside how much can the head flow what limitations do we have with the valve train there's so many variables and something you can just throw a stick at Jermaine is asking Cooper81, any thoughts on the Cybertruck? And I guess you missed what I said before, but I will repeat with vigor. Elon and his team is either crazy or they're very, very clever. From a marketing perspective, I think it's the best marketing thing they've done in ages. Anyone's done in ages because everyone is talking about including us. The design is not what I expected from Tesla, but guess what? It's starting to grow on me and starting to see some of the renders out there where people modifying the bodies and doing some really cool stuff. I'm telling you guys, it looks pretty cool. So. I would like to experience it firsthand, and I may just fall in love. You never know. You know? Mook says, Mook Ammo, I talked to you in Pomona about 17 years ago and on SEMA last month. Still cool and smart. Thank you so much, Mook Ammo. I'm here to help. And what I'm trying to do is something I talk about a lot. Being that person you needed when you were younger. Only one person took me under their wing years ago when I knew nothing about cars. I was learning just my learning curve was just exponential, and that was John Constantine from AEM. So many people told me to go kick rocks, leave them alone, you know what you're talking about, you don't know anything about cars, you'll never figure it out. So many people tried to discourage me, but John Constantine as an engineer did not, and I was an engineering student. So I know how much he helped me, and I'm here to do the same thing. Anything I can do, anything I can do to be that person I needed when I was younger in school, that's what I'm doing today, so I'm here to help. So by all means, I appreciate the kind words, you know? I want to switch from a diesel mechanic 12 year to a tuner like you. Would like to learn from you also my Veloster Energy. Oh yeah, I met you, didn't I, recently? That's pretty cool. Well, since you're fairly local, we need to talk because I have a lot of ideas of what I can share with you on how to really optimize your tuning capabilities, you know? I want to supercharge my Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. Can it be done? Absolutely. The funny thing asked about Kevlite Kev is one-off projects are usually extremely expensive. Ask me how I know. 
because <laughs> I build nothing but one-off projects. They're very expensive, but it can be done. Is a Honda Jazz fit interesting to you? Yes, it is. So interesting. I built two for American Honda. We built like a spec one um, in 2015 for American Honda, and that made, I think, I, I, what do we make on that? I think we made 130 horsepower um, to the wheels. And then the other one, we did 400 horsepower to the boosted. So I love those. I love the GK5 platforms. I had a lot of fun with it. It's just that a lot of GK5 guys, a lot of jazz guys aren't hardcore enthusiasts. So it is okay, you know? Listening to Beastamon, I'm playing Euro Truck Simulator 2. Best experience ever, Alex HKS. You are too much. That's so cool. <laughs> Denmark's in the house, courtesy of El Bambino Sensa. Good seeing you, sir. Thank you so much for joining. I was there and seeing the Cybertruck. Finally, something's moving towards the future. Good. That is, you are so fortunate. So I guess you were in LA when you saw that. Tuning Guru Extraordinaire. Heidi Moto's right there somewhere. She's in the complex here as well. Yeah, it's your godfather, JC. Great guy. What's your favorite all-time engine to work on? You may think I'm bananas, but I have two. One, because I was very, very impressed, and the other one, because it was very enjoyable to build, and I'll tell you which ones they were. The one that was my favorite engine to work on, because it was shockingly amazing, was the Hyundai Lambda V6 engine. Yes, the engine that sits in the Genesis Coupe, 3.8 liter, R-Spec, was absolutely shocking what i saw in that engine ha huh, the head the ports the cross-section area amazing the flow significant the camshaft opportunities sick cam control robust and here's where it gets more interesting the crankshaft on the bottom end six bolt mains you know how you get a chevy engine and it comes with four bolt mains and you want to get a race spec and it becomes six bolt mains the genesis from hyundai has its stock Bone stock six bolt mains. So I was shocked. The thing is robust. And one of the most, if not the most, underrated engines to exist today. I made 1100 horsepower with that thing, with no problem. Had an opportunity to take it to a half mile and do, I think we did 189 or 186 with that. Ridiculously fast. Teams from Hyundai, engineers from Hyundai, came to our office to take a look at what we did. They couldn't believe it. It was amazing. Now, on the other hand, what was the most enjoyable one for me to build? The M96 engine. <laughs> because of its complexity. The fact that it had, I think, five timing chains, um, five tensioners. It was my first time building a flat six engine. So the concept of building one side of the engine, assembling the casing on the other side, and then going through the casing to pop in pins and pop in locks was really Stressful but enjoyable at the same time. It really pushed my limits as an engine builder. And I found that very appealing because of the complexity. So that became an engine that I really like to work on. I need to build a couple of those next month, by the way. You know? Smarty Lou says, huge fan. Thanks for the interaction. Maybe one day in person. That'd be fantastic. I'd be an honor to. Say hello to Portugal, says Jojo. Hello, Portugal. Good seeing you. Appreciate the kind words. Tell a friend. And by the way, after I'm done with this, it'll stay on Instagram here for 24 hours. And then I'm recording on a podcast right now. So you'll be able to hear this on your favorite podcast networks. Apple Play, um, Google Podcasting, Apple Podcasting, iTunes. Um, you'll be able to hear it on Anchor, uh, Radio Public, all of them. Spotify, just search for BC Moto and it's there. Vape Subomastas BMZ says, 
Is the K3V Porsche 935 yours or customers? Any track testing the future? Are we moving on with MR2 or the Mercedes? Great question, vapes. So that's my car. It's the vehicle I've had in my arsenal. As a matter of fact, you guys may think back to a vehicle I built for Purell years ago. It was like a white, wide body with a turbo in the middle in the back with a ducktail on it. I didn't like the build quality of that build. I just didn't like the aesthetics of it. Just something didn't quite seem right, so I didn't find it appealing. So when the opportunity came where I had to build this crazy 935 and electrify it, it was a perfect candidate chassis for it. So now the rejected rock has now become the cornerstone. <laughs> so yeah, the build I had that was rubbish to me now became my most forward thinking, my most advanced build ever that's really going to propel our organization and, our, and all of us to the future in terms of performance. And to answer your second part of the question, yes, I'm going to beat the crap out of this thing. So the reason why I'm going to the ref on Monday is to have the California State, which I'm so excited to do, certify the car as a proper EV. Then I go to DMV, Department of Motor Vehicles, and I register the car properly. And then I'll be able to relegate it to street duty. Now, why am I relegating to street duty? Because I need to get a lot of data in terms of range, mileage, efficiency, and also reliability. So that's extremely important to me. So I have all this data that I'm going to collect through the battery management system to make sure everything is proper. And then after that, it's onto the track. First, I'm so sad about Irwindale because my goal was to go to Irwindale and do an eighth mile, then do some quarter mile stuff, then road race as well, and then just do some canyon carving. And I'll bring all of you on, on the ride with me. I want all of you to see what I'm doing, how crazy, my trials and tribulations, my successes and failures. So by all means. The MR2, I'm really gonna put on a back burner because I have a lot going on now. The Mercedes, I may have that coming up very soon, but I'll definitely keep you posted. What are your thoughts on the process when you start designing connecting rods? What are my thought process? Oh, so great question. Nowadays, I have enough data and I have the capability of drawing up something in, in software, in CAD, and doing FEA analysis to be able to see the strength. What I used to do years ago was, you may think I'm crazy, fair analysis where I would literally, under dyno, break the rod. We'd keep pushing power, pushing power, pushing power until we fracture it or bend it take the engine apart and start analyzing where the fracture occurred, redesigning it and put it back in the engine. And when we find that one spot where it fails again, we back up 30%. And that's how we used to do years ago. But nowadays, FEA, CAD analysis has allowed us to really put that to bay. So we don't have to do that crazy destructive throwing. You know, what always scared me is one day I'll blow an engine and it'll come inside with me and hurt me like a part. That was frightening. But I don't have to do that anymore. 400 horsepower, how, says Lucre. I'm assuming you're in GK5. Very simple. And if you do a search for BC Moto Fit, you'll see it. It's a blue fit with a white cage, and we made 400. And it was breaking transmissions, and just like on the CRZ, and we had to turn it down to like 350. So how do we do it? Very simply. We had a Terminex turbo, pretty large size. It wasn't that bad. I think it was like a 57 millimeter turbo. Sleeve the block with Gold Eagle. Use some Tron pistons. Use some BC Moto rods. We did a BCMO 2.4 camshaft and valve train. Uh, did a custom intake manifold with GoNego components. I used an AM Series 2, which I piggybacked on top of the um, uh, factory ECU initially. And like, ah, oh, that's not good. So we went with AM Infinity, and that was awesome. So we were able to do um, drive-by-wire. I used a factory, I'm trying to see which engine, oh, SI, factory SI uh, throttle body is what I used on that, and the factory pedal. 
And then we did a right wire harness, I believe, and then we we're done. It's pretty cool. And I tuned it on um, E85 and gasoline, so it had a like, flex fuel. So it made about a little bit over three on gasoline, and uh, E85 made 400, no problem. You know? Oh, Kevin, stop. I'm sorry to hear that. Yay, carport. Mmm. Oh, Hades being a bad influence, you know? Um, can you explain high compression versus low compression, which is better for boost? Great question. So, better for boost, I'll be very blunt and keep it very simple for you. High compression is better. Now, what happens with high compression and you put boost on it? Your propensity to lag goes away a little bit. You have the ability to really make more power with less boost. Efficiency is improved. Improved gas mileage is always good, right? But the tuning window gets this smaller. I mean, it goes from this to this. The tuning window and the type of fuel you have access to are the key reasons for going with a low compression setup. Because tuners out there may do something where they're not very comfortable or you don't have a proper knock sensor or know how to use the knock sensor properly. The engine may knock and ping, especially in warm climates, and you have a problem where your melting pieces are breaking ring lights. On the other side, <clears throat> if you have a high octane fuel or alcohol-based fuel, you can get away with it. I'm telling you, high compression boost is a match made in heaven, especially if you tune it properly. The throttle response is amazing, greatly improved. The efficiency is greatly improved. You have more molecules together to create more heat in a more controlled manner, and you hence make more power with less boost. So what I tend to see a rule of thumb, at least here in Southern California, most race teams who have access to really high compression, high octane fuel, and the capability of running like methanol or ethanol, they go with high compression boost and they want every horsepower and every ounce. And they tune it very precisely. For most people who are on the street, they tend to use lower compression. Some people tend to go in the middle ground. So instead of doing about 12 or 13 to 1 with boost, or going 9 or 8.5 to 1 with boost, they may have a happy medium like 10 to 1, which I've done. Or 9.5 to 1, which I've done in a lot of my cars too. So I hope that helps. BY says you love my passion. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Looking for a J-Series to swap in a wagon, says Sean. Those engines are everywhere. I mean, because there were so many projects, cars. There were so many vehicles, and you can find them. I found J-Series for cheaply, it's cost-effectively, not cheaply, but cost-effectively is $150. So that being said, scour your local wrecking yard. You'll find one. And if you have a hard time, go on carpark.com or call me crazy. You may find some guy who doesn't need it on OfferUp or Facebook Marketplace. You never know. Look forward to seeing you and speaking with you regarding technology we send information about. So long, I look forward to talking to you about that as well. It's just I have so much on my plate, but you guys may be onto something. I look forward to having a good discussion with you, you know? Get a stinger, says Kevin. That's not a bad idea. Alfie, good afternoon, sir. Good seeing you. How are you? Oh, I messed up something. Oh, we're good. Hope all is well. Good seeing you. Ask about Kevlite once the white body is Bentley. Are there any in the U.S.? The only white body Bentleys I've seen, and I don't, I've, obviously I've not seen every Bentley in the United States, but the only one I've been aware of is a GT3 body kit, which, by the way, would look sick on the street. If you have the capability of replicating that or getting access to that from the teams in the U.K., do it. That body kit is sick. What determines you being in the 935? Alex, it's one of those things where growing up in the 90s, saw those racing that as far as my concern that was the epitome of Porsche's racing they dominated BMW ran away from the series because Porsche was just killing it I just love the look I mean I've had what three slant noses I've just always had a great attraction to this 
flash bow to the slap nose. And the 935 with its boxy wedgie lines, it's hardcore, very old school. I love that. I just didn't like, you know, see those videos on YouTube where people start with the 935s and it bellows out smoke. And I love the Coca-Cola with the flames, but I just felt that if I can replicate something very, very iconic like that, but put the ultimate combination of that beauty and modern technology, it would be a killer. And we have it. It's, I, I, I go to our office, I look at that car and I can't believe it. It's just absolutely spectacular. And the driving impression is sick. I need to do an in-car video so you guys can see what I'm talking about. It is sick. Absolutely sick. One of the most impressive tuners in the world. Really enjoyed admiring your work. Love from Greece. Thank you so much, Nico SSDR. Appreciate that. Best can for B60A2 street build to get good drivability, but also good power DJJ. We can design it for you. By all means, we have billets in-house. German or Japanese? I like both. Think of me as the Jay Leno performance. I love all cars. Hmm? It's like Hedy and uh, Kevin are having a whole conversation over here. <laughs> you probably want to switch to our battery systems before you get to the track. So long. You know what's interesting, so long? Um, we've been getting a lot of interest recently from people ever since the K3V has been built. And I get a lot of battery. I had a gentleman who visited me um, this past Saturday at my office while I was working. And he's really trying to push me towards his battery. He's trying to give me batteries to test out. So I want to do what's right for our program and for our client base as well. So I, do, I need to really take some time, maybe in this evening, tonight, before I retire, and go through your data and see what we can work out. Because I'm not opposed to, to trying things and, and playing around with things and, and getting the best bang for buck. Martin, enjoy your afternoon lunch, and I'll see you soon, you know? Interesting. Okay, so long. You're getting my interest. You're sparking some interest here, you know? Can I stop on the weekend to your shop about the, my Veloster? Yes, you could. Let me see. I will Sunday, Saturday, I'm not sure how long I'll be there, but if you're coming to the Purist event, um, it's in Seed of Industry. I'll post some stuff on it. Maybe you can meet me there. We, we have a whole day to talk about some stuff. Um, but Saturday, I'm, I'll be in, but I don't know. Maybe only from... Ooh, I'm supposed to take the kids to the snow, huh? DM me. Let's talk. I'll let you know when I'll be in. For all, you know? You can't find your box? Oh, no. Okay, Kevin. So, um, what you need to do is on your other pistons, which I think... Are you taking those out? Or are you leaving them in? Or the one that's... I mean, if you look on the back of it, it should have a job number stamped into it. Let me know. You know? Thank you, DJJ. I appreciate the kind words. Selchin, thank you so much. Um... <clears throat> Just got to learn CAD software. Nearly did the same last time turbocharging. Only been a rod number. That's good. That's good. But CAD is the way to go. Um, I use Fusion 360, and they have a very nice FEA analysis software embedded as well. It's really, really good. You know? Um, oh, Chineme. We just talked about that. <laughs> so I use Fusion 360. That's what I use. Um, intelligent battery systems, solid core. Oh, wow. So long. Fair words. Say some good stuff. Alcohol versus E85, they both are the same and different. Um, um, ethanol, that's 85 content, is also alcohol. So any compound with an OH radical on the end is an alcohol. So you have methanol, ethanol, propanol, butanol, all that stuff. Hmm? Currently building a JDM D15B, all motor. What upgrades do you suggest for optimum power gains? Well, very great question. NA? Camshafts, and you know what? Guess who makes the craziest, most amazing, most efficient camshafts for D-Series? This chap. Anyway, 
So we can help you with that as well. So you definitely have to get our level three or level X camshaft depending on what you're doing. Bob train as well. Port your head. The D-series head leaves a lot to be desired, particularly because the cross-section area is very small. So by all means, make sure that you do some massaging the head, then feed that head properly. So don't use some restrictive rubbish intake. ITVs if you can, or a very highly ported white intake manifold. And then headers have to be ideal. Don't put some rubbish, even nonsense on that. Get some proper headers. Then compression. D-series love compression. After that, a nice tune, get some cool rods, and you'll be good to go. I drove daily at D15 to 180 two wheels daily while I was in college. And then when I went full-blown race, we got to 238. And if you look through my archives here on Instagram, you'll probably see some of the charts I put up on my CRX. We got that car to 10.7 all motor, which is pretty amazing, eh? Years ago. Twin scroll versus single scroll, which would you prefer? Any pros and cons? So, twin scroll definitely is better, babes. Um, it gives you the ability to take advantage of the pairing of cylinders to allow for a better spool. The only complexity or cons of a twin scroll is the complexity of the exhaust manifold because you have to pair certain cylinders, typically one and four and two and three, and sometimes you don't have much space. Let's say you're doing with S2000, it's really tight in there. Sometimes you don't have enough space of doing that. And the twin scroll exhaust turbine houses tend to be slightly more expensive and heavier. Um, when you have, don't have that as advantage, you can go with a single scroll. But even a lot of OEMs twin scroll their setups. The Ford Mustang is one, the Civic SI, the Type R, there are quite a few factory setups that take full advantage of that, which is a huge benefit, you know? Mr. Deuce says he sent me an email and a few DMs for my bill request. I'll take a look, sir. I get hundreds of those a day, but I will try to find you, okay? Well, guys, wow, time to flies. So I must depart. Once again, you guys were on fire today, and I love each and every one of you. So thank you so much for joining me on this Tech Tuesday today. Thanks so much to Mel and Danny and Horton and the team for allowing me this wonderful location here in the garage at McKenna in Norwalk, where they take care of me for all my Porsche parts, service, and vehicle purchase needs. Anyway, guys, have a pleasant afternoon. I'll see if we can do a quick shop walk around. And then Monday, Haha, <laughs> by the grace of God, join me on my bar <laughs> adventures for the EV. Talk to you guys soon. Take care. Cheers.